Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and the first time I saw this movie was so long ago I can't give you a specific age. It's just something I grew up with. I'm Richard. The first time I saw this show was sometime in high school. We watched it for drama class. And I'm Eric. Confession, I have not seen this show. I am shocked that you have not seen a movie. I, that, I mean... We should do a series about it. Yeah, like a little mini-series thing we do sometimes where Eric hasn't watched a movie and we make him watch it. it. Sounds like a good plan to me. I'm pretty sure we do it every October, too. At least. Yeah, yeah. But we are talking about Little Shop of Horrors, the 1986 musical production. Yep, it's our uh, Horrorween Eeler episode. Our Horrorween Eeler. This is a good one. I'm excited for this. It's a fun one. Yeah. So, so Eric... You ready to tell us what this movie's about? Certainly. So the movie has to deal with... Oh, we we got to show you a poster, remember? Oh, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen the poster. I know the background is white. It's kind... Is it the colored pencil? Um, it, or it's done co- colored pencil, but it's a white background. Um, oh, well, I guess I could just wait for Richard to actually show me. I don't even know what you're talking about, so no. Okay, fine. Are maybe... you thinking about Child's Play? No, I'm thinking of, I think it's actually not white. It's actually an eggshell. <laughs> That's what you're wrong about. Okay. Uh, so the, the poster has uh, a cityscape in the background. Uh, let's see, four characters being held up by, by vines and a uh, what looks like a piranha plant from the Mario movie in a pot uh, off-center. So I, was, I think I was thinking the Clue poster um, with... So, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just, I don't either. I mean, one of these days you'll be looking at a poster and you'll be like, it was this one. You're thinking of Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> 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 no, I'm trying to think of what maybe the oldest form was, because this is not the uh, only production of Little Shop of Horse. There was one. Was it the 60s or? Yeah, because it was originally a Broadway show. Because like you could do the original playbill. It was the 1960s poster. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So, close. Close, close. I mean, I'm only 26 years off. You're off, you're off by a bit. All right, so so what is the movie about then, based off of... The various posters. <laughs> so, I, I'm pretty sure I know the plot to this because it's popular, but Little Shop of Horrors deals with Seymour, our lovable loser. And he's he's trying to score with this girl. It, it doesn't go well. He's just kind of the brunt of all the jokes. But then he finds a special little plant. And he bonds with this plant for some reason. But he starts hearing a little, some voices like, hey, you got to feed me, Seymour. So it kind of goes into a Renfield sort of thing. Like, okay, he feeds the this plant like flies or whatever. But then he feeds it spiders. And slowly it progresses until it gets to people. And I'm going to guess near the end, he try he feels bad about what's happening because maybe he's, he ends up feeding the girl that he likes to this plant. And well, they just, the plant doesn't like that. So I want to say it's, it's basically that kind of, and it's the, the various hijinks that Seymour gets into, you know, Eric, you are simultaneously so very right. And yet so very wrong. Yay! The best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to describe the, the situation you're in. But that's okay. We don't have to. You'll figure it out when we watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. you'll be like, oh, this is, oh. This is... But Richard, are there facts about this movie? I mean, there are indeed facts about this film. It came out December 19th, 1986. Had an estimated budget of $25 million for it, earned $3.6 million in its opening weekend, 
uh, and then ended up grossing $39 million. So not quite double, but has since definitely moved on to be a cult classic. Um, the During part of the film promotion for this particular rendition, they did uh, interview the plant live. And uh, that's impressive in character. Huh. So it was, it was pretty fun. And uh, for those of us who have seen the show, you'll, it would be pleased to note that quite a few wardrobe and props were obtained from New York thrift shops uh-huh. in order to uh, attain more realism. Uh, the most difficult things to find for it were garbage cans so the set direct decorator ended up driving around in a truck filled with new cans. And whenever she saw one that they liked, they went and offered to trade the owner of the uh, kind of scuffed up dirty garbage can for a new one. I, I was afraid they were just going to like steal them or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like not even ask, just take it. And my, my other thought was, do they steal the garbage cans from like Oscar the Grouch? They hit up the Sesame Street production and they're like, give us this. Mm-hmm. No, you're gonna be you're gonna be double homeless, Oscar. <laughs> now, uh, the dental tools that end up being used during uh, Bill Murray's scene in this film uh, ended up getting used in the 1989 Batman. They're the ones used for uh, Joker after he falls into the chemicals. So you're gonna recognize these tools. I hope so. I better. So you better, obviously. And then there was They're just one a standard more. collection of a uh, 1980s terrifying props. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is the only film with Steve Martin and Bill Murray in the same film. Weren't they on Saturday Night Live together as well? Like obviously that's not a film. Yeah, but... they were on Saturday Night Live together, but this is the only movie. I'm wondering if they didn't like each other. It's possible, or it's also just you know. I mean, it's not like uh, Chevy Chase where he's kind of the hard to work with, but I think Bill Murray was also sometimes hard to work with. Bill Murray's kind of flaky is his biggest thing. So. Like, he's he's difficult to work with because you don't even know if you're going to be working with him. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he just kind of does his own thing anyways. Mm -hmm. I can see Steve Martin being more of a established, serious kind of comedian. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Steve Martin has his own uh, bluegrass band? Oh, yeah. I knew that now. It's pretty good, actually. You listen to some music? Yeah. I think that's what he mostly did for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't do any... I guess he did some acting, but not a ton, but he did a lot of his musical... music touring. So, what's what's its name? Not that we need to plug them. I think... I'm pretty sure he's (laughs) successful enough He doesn't need our help to be successful. I mean, if you look up... Not not that we'll actually, like, move any numbers too much. I don't think... Well, we might... Uh, he we're setting the stage for all the bluegrass. Is that the, is that the uh, secret? Steep Canyon Rangers, the which Steep is like Canyon Rangers, the most bluegrass name out there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at how look at how happy he looks with his banjo. He is a happy man with a banjo. Did he steal that from Kermit? I uh, no, he does a no. duet with Kermit, mm-hmm. and he offers him uh, the cheapest of wines. But now that we have the facts and Eric has told us what the movie's about, it's for our favorite part. Good guy, bad guy, band name. Yeah. Well, this time it's special. This time it's good guy, bad guy, good fellas. Oh, yeah. There's some good guys, some bad guys and some wise guys and some, some wise, wise guys. guys. Yep. Are you ready for this? Yes. All um, right. I, I think you should do good at this. I feel like at least for picking out good guys. Well, now I don't want to. well then uh you'll have to figure out whether or not seymour krellborn is a good guy a bad guy or a good fella i almost want to say he's the protagonist because it's you know feed me seymour all right unless it's a trick oh you're wondering if we're tricking you and this is because this is a different seymour we don't include the seymour from little shop of horrors this is the seymour from goodfellas and you don't even know if there's a seymour exactly there's it only seems one... like a thing that I might do. Yes, so I'm going to say Goodfellas. Okay. And then how about Janice? Janice, I think, is the prota- not protagonist. It's the love inch, so good guy. Okay. Mushnick. Uh, bad guy. Audrey. Isn't that the plant, so bad guy? Okay. Uh, James Conway. Goodfella. 
Oren Scrivello. I almost want to say antagonist, so bad guy. It's okay. not the villain of the movie, but it's um, antagonistic to our pro- our Seymour protagonist. Okay, okay. Mr. Wink Wilkinson. Hmm. Goodfellas do have uh, pretty cool nicknames, or bad nicknames. I'm going <laughs> to say Goodfella then. All right. Arthur Denton. Is he the dentist? Is he Bill Murray's dentist? I don't, well, you can't tell me, so... But is the dentist good in this? Oh, I want to say bad guy. Dentists okay. are mean. Probably. Lois Bird. Um, good guy. Audrey 2. Oh, okay. This is the plant. Um, oh, shoot. Then I messed up one of the other Audreys. Because <laughs> I know the plant is named Audrey. But Audrey 2 makes it sound like it's the plant. So, oh, maybe Audrey's the love interest and Seymour names the plant after her. Anyways, bad guy. The plant is the... I'm all assuming right, the plant right. is the villain. All right. Is that all our names? That's all Are of our names. Are we ready to judge him? Okay, so first off, um, we tricked you by not tricking you. Seymour is is the protagonist. His last name is just straight up Krellborn. Oh, okay. So it's and one of those, like, you knew that I knew that. I, I, I did was... know that you knew. and But that's also kind of why I went with Goodfellas, because most of their names would fit in mm-hmm. this cast. All right. And, uh. And yes, Audrey too is the plant. And Audrey is the is the love interest. Love interest. So Janice, Janice is the is, good fella. Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, I guess it's kind of like that. Um, and Arthur Denton is not a dentist, but he is Bill Murray. He's the patient. Uh, is Seymour the dentist then? No, no. Okay. So oh, Steve Martin's the dentist. Steve Martin's the dentist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that yeah. is Mr. Scrivello. Oh, okay. And he does qualify as a. Bad guy. He does qualify as a bad guy. Though we also throw Bill Murray as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Though it is um, debatable, but I think you'll agree with us after you watch. Is he just kind of like a jerk? You'll see. Yeah, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mushnick is, in fact, a bad guy. And then uh, Mr. Wink Wilkinson is actually a good guy. Oh. He's kind of a bit character, though. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why we throw him as a good guy, because he doesn't do much, but what he does is not bad mm-hmm. okay he doesn't hinder the protagonist or whatever no so there we go all right are you are you ready for this are you hyped i i'm, I'm so hyped excellent yes. get all right this all is right. the easiest one bopping transition song it's our musical transition we're, we're song. dancing Transition song part two. All right. Well, now you've seen Little Shop of Horrors, Eric. I have. Yay. So do you see how you're like both wrong and right in your description? Yeah. Um, Rick Morant Seymour uh, is definitely less of a Sweeney Todd character and just more of a a sap, I guess. He's a sad sap. Yeah. And, you know. There's the pun right there too. Don't forget. Don't don't, uh-huh. don't miss uh-huh. that. Don't miss the pun. This is good if you have to point it out. Yes. Intend even, your puns, cowards. Intend your puns. It's even better. All right. So do we want to do plot holes real quick before we talk about the movie? Sure. Uh, there's one plot hole from moviemistakes.com, and so really quick, how would Audrey Two know Audrey's phone number to call her on the final night? It's not like Seymour would know it, much less tell it to Audrey too for any reason. I think Seymour would know Audrey's number because he's that kind of sad sap. Well, also, given that uh, Mushnick has Seymour as the live-in employee and Audrey is the other employee, he's probably made Seymour call Audrey to come to work. Because we see at the beginning of the film that Audrey has a problem with not showing up when they open and given that uh like business is much busier now than it was before the calls will have to have happened at least once and the plant learns the plant sees all or you know there's like a phone list <laughs> this is set in the 1960s right or is it 19 
I think it is 19, supposed to be in the 1960s. Because they say President Kennedy. So, I mean, it's like, were there that many phone numbers back then? Maybe maybe Seymour only had to dial like seven. <laughs> Probably four digits, let's be honest. But how long would that take? But it is a rotary phone it has to use. So. Look, see, I'm willing to accept that the plant can remember a phone number and call a phone. I don't think the plant can read a phone listing. At no point did we see it have ice. Plant can hear. The plants from outer space, John. I don't think that matters. Yeah, space eyes. How do space eyes work, Eric? They're like eyes, but in, in space. That makes them like blue or something. Does the plant only see an infrared? It sees in magenta. Sees sees in predator vision. I mean, or photosynthesize, you know? Light, you know, you see with light, light is photons. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say it sees with its, its uh, photosynthesize. <laughs> That is an even better pun, John. Lean into it. Lean into the pun. Yeah, that's how the plant sees. It's part potato. And it just has needs some corn stalks for ears. and uh... Yeah. That's how it knows. <laughs> it listened with its ears of corn and heard the phone number and then knew what to call. And since it's a plant, it just stalks things? Yes. It, it's been stalking them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was easy. That was that was the one plot hole. There we go. <coughs> so Eric, how do you feel about this movie? I think it's fun. Uh I'm not upset I didn't see it as a kid. I wasn't uh I wasn't a musical guy growing up. I'm still not really a musical guy. There I like musicals, but I'm not searching them out. He just wants to say he's, he's not like into musicals. He just sometimes likes musicals. Like, okay, I like Sweeney Todd. Um, I'll go on walks at night when I need to walk my dog. I will listen to the Evil Dead uh, soundtrack. Not soundtrack, but the, the Evil Dead the, the musical. Evil Dead musical. And it's just, it's that's really fun. So there's a musical for you, Eric. The, the guy who didn't like musicals. The musical. <laughs> um. Like, I like Singing in the Rain as well, and the producers. I love the producers. But if if people are like, oh, let's go see a play. I'm like, no. All right. So uh, since we're on the topic of the music, do you have a favorite song? If I had to pick any, it would probably be uh, Suddenly Seymour. That's you like, just you a, like Suddenly Seymour? It's just, it's fun. And it gets, it's an earworm. All right. And, and do you have a least favorite song? Uh, not off the top of my if I had to pick one it would probably be the one the plant sings at the very end and I can't remember the name of it Mean Green Mother yes Mean Green Mother I don't know that's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun and it's really it's hard to pick one because all the songs are fairly are good and the music is um, do you remember the name of the person who did the music? Um, I know you mentioned John that it was the same person who wrote the Little Mermaid songs. I believe so, anyways. Um, so let's spread that misinformation. Yeah, yeah, just spread the misinformation, let it grow. But all in all, I don't have a least favorite. It like <laughs> I'm like what you're like. Which one's gonna stick with you? Like, I mean, nothing's quite up to uh, uh, dance magic from this for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. You're not just having a dance magic uh, epiphany. Dance magic dance. Dance Dance, magic dance. So for me, I think my favorite is always uh, Feed Me Seymour. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... Oh! So the the weak (sighs) one for me, I think, is uh, Some Fun Now. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that one is, uh... I don't know, I guess for choreography, just not as involved as the the rest of the film is. Mm. I think for best sequence... I just, um, just remember the dentist one too. Is, oh, the dentist is a lot of fun. It'll <laughs> be a dentist. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I just I have um, su- suddenly Seymour stuck in my head, so it's like, oh, well, maybe that's my favorite or Cause, whatever. Because of the reprise at the end, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, I did like the dentist one. That was really good, and a fun scene, um, just in general, especially with Bill Murray as the masochist. Yeah, I think for like choreography and setup, the uh, um, it it's supper time. 
when Mushnik gets killed mm-hmm. it is pretty good with the uh, Greek chorus like stepping out of the shadows mm-hmm. and being in the background the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Richard? Your favorite song? Uh, favorite song is probably the story of uh, Seymour finding the plant. I really like that one. Or a close second, I do like Skid Row. I mean, it's a strong start there. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of these songs are bad. Like, there's none that I was like, oh, this is such cringe. Yeah, you're like, this is this is just a bad song. That they, Why do they even have this mm-hmm. song? Like, I can maybe see that if the song was maybe like 16 bars or whatever. It's like literally 30 seconds and it's just there. Like, for example, the ice cutting song in Frozen. (laughs) That is a bad song in a musical because, sure, it's an exposition song, but it's just like, hey, we're we're ice cutters, blah, 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 and then it's done. We're ice cutters, we cut the ice, don't try the ice's heart. Mm -hmm. The ice is cold, blah, blah, and it's done. Ice is cold. (laughs) See, that's a bad song. So you're saying, like, the Star Wars musical, the sand song would be bad. I maybe blocked that out, but I don't know if there is a Star Wars musical. I've never listened to the music. If there is, oh, I thought you were talking about the holiday. Um, the hol- I'm I, sure there was a musical, but I'm that. sure that if there was an Attack of the Clones musical, there would be a song about sand. I don't like sand. Uh, it'd probably have to be in a minor though, because it's Anakin. It's him hating something. So yeah, yeah. I don't know my mute. I couldn't. It would have it. like the Imperial March. As part of the the background for it, <laughs> the foundation for the dark side. All right, so uh, so how do you feel about the ending? So we watched the theatrical version, just FYI. Yes. Um. Um. The ending is feel good, and it is nice to see Rick Moranis not be not be the sad sap the whole movie. He does get the girl, but. You guys, told, at the end of the movie, you told me what actually happens in the um, yeah, in, all in the other director's versions. cut, like the play version, the 1960s version as well, is Audrey 2 takes over the world and just, it's kind of a downer. Yeah, see, that was the original uh, cut of this film as well, but it tested poorly with the uh, test audiences. They didn't like it. So they went to the happy ending. You know what? Well, maybe Rick Moranis shouldn't just be so much, so lovable. Yeah. I think that's a big issue here is, uh, in this movie, it really feels like Rick Moranis is kind of getting pushed around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does he actually ever kill anyone? No, he's all, unless there's some killings in the uh, time between the, owner um what was the owner's name again mushnik mushnik gets killed and the final night maybe rick moran or maybe not rick moran but maybe seymour is offing people in the background but i don't think so from it's implied in this that he kind of he's gotten the two bodies in there Mm -hmm. and then uh and then he's kept so busy with the uh signing and the the fame that he hasn't had time to do it Mm mm-hmm so, like he was trying, like he went to kill the dentist, but he didn't actually like, do you think he could have done it mm-hmm. really? But the, you know, the dentist died of, uh, probably nitrous oxide inhalation. Natural causes. Natural causes. Naturally he suffocated because he had no oxygen. I mean, he could if you have no oxygen, you naturally die. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have saved the dentist. I mean, he could. Could he? It might have been hard. I don't think if he had any. I'm wondering if the dentist's heart actually gave out because um, just so the guy's huffing uh, laughing gas the whole time. And he's laughing about it. Mm-hmm. It's maybe his actual organs would have it would have shut down anyways. And then with Mushnik, and it always felt to me like Mushnik was planning on killing Seymour. Mm hmm. Like, like he's telling the story about, you know, you'll go hide in Mexico or whatever, mm. stay low. But he's like, yeah, I'm just going to take him in the back and yeah, he'll disappear. And it's a uh, one less or a three way split turns into a halfway split. Yeah. Yeah. Once he knows the secret, he doesn't need Seymour anymore. Mm. And he never really liked Seymour 
anyways. Like he liked him when he was making mon- him money, but just throughout the movie, it's it's always been. I almost did Mushnik also want to get with Audrey as well. No, I kind of got that feeling. I just felt he was like, oh, it's my employee, and she's not treated well. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that, but it's also like. Um, I'm pretty sure Seymour was looking at Audrey's apartment when Mushnik came around and he realized, oh, oh, I guess he knew he had a thing for Audrey as well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious. mm -hmm. He's he's like naming plants after her. Maybe I'm looking just too deep into it. Yeah. But it's that point where Mushnik became the, had to become a villain at the time. Yeah. So it feels a lot like Seymour's justified. Mm Mm-hmm. But he actually, but he doesn't push Mushnik in, uh, in the play in the 1960s version. I think he does though. He does in the play. I know. I haven't seen the 60s version. So, yeah. So, I think it's a different. Like, with a different actor, mm-hmm. it's very well you can get away with the uh, plants win mm-hmm. ending. But with Rick Moranis, it's just he just has such a nice guy attitude about him like you don't want to hurt him now i'm now i'm curious did rick moranis ever play a villain let's say because he's he did strange brew ghostbusters one and two look through his this uh honey i shrunk the kids one two and three uh-huh um, and I'm trying to think of what he's done before he quit acting to take care of his family. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brother Bear, he was in that. Did you oh say yeah, Brother Bear? yeah. He was. I he was Brother Bear. He's one of the moose. Yep. Well, it was the. Um, it was the Strange Brew. Peep. Um, let's see. He's in Big Bully. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that actually is, but I'm assuming he's Spaceballs. Oh, he was the villain in Spaceballs. Is he really a villain, though, in Spaceballs? Technically? I mean, he's an antagonist. Mm-hmm. That one's pure comedy. Mm-hmm. He was Barney in the Flintstones. Yeah, but that's not a villain either. Yeah. No, he's not, not a villain. That's just, that's just the good friend. He's even more lovable. Like, he's just a good guy. Like, like I'm saying, if you wanted to do a modern telling of a uh, little shop of horrors mm. and you cast like Michael Sarah as Seymour, you could kill him. He could lose to the plants. <laughs> Look, it's still a sad you sack. You cast though. Sean Bean so that you have to kill him for it to be a success. Now see Sean Bean is hard to see as Seymour. Sure. I'm not saying that you, you would be a good casting. I'm just saying that if you cast Sean Bean, you have to kill him. Otherwise, it won't go anywhere. Yeah. Yes. The thing about Michael Sarah is, yeah, he's a sad sack, but he feels punchable still. Mm. He's like he maybe deserves being a sad sack, like like a, like a little bit. And so you could see that. Like, who else do you think would make a good Seymour to lose? I was just, I was gonna think Johnny Depp, but then like going through, it, it's like, oh wait, no, now we've just made Sweeney Todd again. Yeah, he's just just remade Sweeney Todd. Plus, I think he's a little too old. I think I would say Seymour's so, got to be a younger mm-hmm. actor. Like, someone in their 20s. It's like, would Tom Holland make a good one? And I'm like, no, I don't think he'd make a good Seymour. Mm-mm. And who knows if he can even sing, so. I think he can sing. Hasn't he done, like, uh, one of those uh, celebrity singing contests? I have no idea. I swear there's one where he did it and he, like, sang, like, a, a Taylor Swift song. The auto-tuning probably carried, carried him most of the way. <laughs> he got auto- Oh, that's the problem with any uh, modern version of mm. Little Shove of Horrors. It'd have too much auto-tuning. Probably. Um, yeah, I don't... Okay. Uh, Richard, I'm going to bring you into this. <laughs> yeah, you haven't said much. We got to get Who? you in some more. So, Sorry, I've been busy doing research. My bad. No, it's um, okay. I was, but- so, one that I think that you could possibly... like. I don't, you'd probably still feel bad about killing him, though. Uh, Justice Smith. Oh, okay. All right. Is that the Will Smith's kid? No, he's the uh, IT guy from uh, Jurassic World. Oh. He was the lead in Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I probably wouldn't feel too bad, though. 
But that's the thing is like he's the person you could definitely see at playing the sad sack character. Yeah, I mean he was the uh, sad sex uh, wizard in Dungeons and Dragons, the oh, new movie. That's right. I don't know. I feel he he's a little too Rick Moranisy. Like he's too lovable. He's too. He could be the. Uh, Sorry, Justice Smith. You're too lovable to die. Like because he does carry that concept. You don't want to see him fail, but you know he's gonna fail a lot. Mm-hmm. So he could do a happy ending version. Okay, so he would be the one if they were doing like a reboot of the theatrical release. Yeah, one where um, it feels more like he's less of a victim of circumstances and he's kind of going down this path. Like when the opportunity arises to murder someone on your way to the top. Okay, mm-hmm. so you need someone who's willing to slide into it. You gotta, you need someone's got to be an angry nerd. Do we have any angry nerds? See, that's why I was like Michael Sarah. <laughs> Toby Maguire. What, are you going to cry? Toby <laughs> Maguire, like, maybe I'm sorry, 20 it's called, years ago would yeah. have been great. It's Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire. Just like, you could, that one would work. Emo Peter Parker would totally feed people to a plant. He would try. <laughs> he would try. <laughs> I mean, okay, so we're assuming that he... Like, if it's set in the uh, this universe, he wouldn't have... Well, I guess he could have the symbiote spider suit. <laughs> you know, Because it's from space. From, it's, exactly. It's it's what you use to defeat Audrey's mm. twos, is the symbiotes. They're, they're ver- species that fight each other. Audrey twos would win, though, because they can sing. And the Venom symbiote is weak oh, to, light, uh, to sound. Oh, so they're actually the p- normal predator. Mm-hmm. Of the symbiotes. Of the symbiotes. Or, sorry, if we're going with the Venom movie symbi- symbiotes... Oh shoot! Who played Eddie Brock against Tobey Maguire? Um, oh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace could also make a Seymour. I, I who think would he, you could feed to a plant? I think yeah, he yeah, Topher Grace. Assuming like when he's not forty or fifty or however old he is yet, he is. Yeah, now. but like when he was young, mm-hmm. he totally could have been that character. But to be fair, when he was young, this movie would have only been out for like ten years. Yeah, I mean, like, 15 or so. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, that 70s show time period. That came out in the 90s, yeah. I believe. Like, late 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, yeah, like, 15-ish years. Because mm-hmm. this was mid-80s when it mm-hmm. came out. So now it's pretty old. I'm like, it's I not feel that like old, it's... <laughs> Those of us not in denial can recognize <laughs> that it's been a while. We could do a new version of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I don't... I'm concerned because, I mean, the... Uh, Practical effects in this version are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, as we're watching this movie, like I knew it was puppets, but I was like, was there some like maybe um, blending between frames, like make it look smoother? It is amazingly smooth. Yeah, we were looking to see because it's been nominated for special effects. It's like, what didn't? Why didn't it win? Because and- it won against aliens. And the uh, Alien Queen is one of the greatest special effects in c- cinematic history. So that was a very bad matchup. It it would have won probably if it had been any other year. Like, I mean, there's a couple other films I think are on par. Like, E.T. would have mm-hmm. been hard to, hard to go against. Mm-hmm. E.T. is a couple years older. Mm-hmm. But, like, really... <laughs> That's an impressive singing plant. So now when Richard was saying that for the uh, promotion that they went around and had interviews with the plant, Mm -hmm. makes it even more impressive. Mm -hmm. And like one of the, one of the interviews for the promotion actually ends with Audrey eating the, eating the reporter. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense. I mean, that's, that's on brand. Uh Oh, so uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite part? I almost want to say it's the dentist part. That's just a fun and oh, yeah, basically the the dentist scenes with Bill Murray and uh, and so, just the dentist. I'm going to be a, a successful dentist. Yeah, so just the you'll be a dentist song followed up by the Bill Murray and Steve Martin in a scene together. Mm-hmm. And your least favorite part? Uh, in all honesty, nothing's really sticking out. It's just bad. Yeah, it's just it's a well done movie. So you're like, oh, it's a, it's an average, uh, even in a slow parts, is like a seven point five on a ten. Me, probably Skid Row. Then is my least and see, that's not part. even all that bad. Yeah, it's just like 
no, okay, let's let's actually get into the the actual story. Let's set it up. But this is this is obviously setting up. Hey, everyone in here in this area is poor and they're yeah. down on their luck. This this is what life is. This is mm. this is why he wants to get out. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. It's just it's kind of like if the dentist is a nine out of 10 in my scaling for an arbitrary reason or whatever, this is maybe like an 8.5 or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Very narrow scale. I mean, are you going to add this into like a viewing that you'll do every now and then? Like you're like, I'm kind of in the mood for some little shop. Maybe if I do, I'll just listen to this music on Spotify though. If I tend to listen to musicals more than I actually watch them. Um, I do watch the producers a lot, but I listen to the producers' music a um, lot more. A lot more than you watch it. And it's like, I uh, I mentioned the Evil Dead musical as well, but that's not on... Vi- well, it might be on video, but... There might be a stage production that's there, been recorded. Exactly. Um, I do want to go see the stage production, and apparently there is a splash zone that I want to partake in. I, I assume that's standard for Evil Dead. I mean... Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. They gotta have a hose of... Red fluid, basically. Unfortunately, the last time it was actually on off off Broadway, I think the closest one to us was in Denver or Colorado Springs or whatever, and that's like a fourteen hour drive. Colorado Springs, it's like seven hundred something miles. It's not that far. It's like driving from here to uh, you have to go to Denver and then down. No, you don't. You depends, saw, on the, depends on the time of year, though. There are some yeah. of those roads that are closed off in mm-hmm. the winter that are harder to get through. But I, I still, still feel it's only like a most like a four hour drive. No, no. Go, getting to Colorado Springs is nine hours. Because you, you it's eight go? hours to Denver. Uh, you can do a couple of routes. You can go out through Wyoming and Vernal and then down. Or you can go down to I-70 and go out to Grand Junction. Like, I just know that it's not 14 hours away from my perspective on my job. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, like, the the drive is... Like, it would be a day trip, I think. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's other things you can do. because overnight as well. Yeah, Colorado Springs is a uh, kind of a resort town anyways. So there should never, be something to do. I never. I wouldn't know. I've college never, town. I've never been to Colorado. I've been to all the other uh, states around us, except <laughs> Just, maybe New Mexico. I mean, but, what, Colorado has mountains, and so do and we. we have mountains. So, I so, mean, they have they have drugs there if you wanted drugs, but you don't want drugs. So no. So yeah, it's and I don't even know if they're doing it for this year. So. So back to evil. Uh, in Eric's professional opinion, Colorado is just Utah, but not as good. No, Colorado is Look, the people who the, could the live in Utah are, but don't want to. And the mountains are wetter, so they're greener. They have wet mountains, <laughs> but like <laughs> decent skiing. In like one part, though, the rest of it's like nothing. Look, I'm just saying that you you want to stick with the western half of Colorado because. Once you hit Denver, that is where Colorado becomes indistinguishable from Kansas. Ugh. Is it as bad as Ohio, though? Look, man, I never said that. <laughs> Colorado. Kansas, but with, with with wet mountains. At least our mountains are wet. <laughs> At least our mountains are wet. <laughs> See, in Utah, we have, we have wet mountains and dry mountains. Most of our mountains are dry. They... they, they t- 10 drier, but I mean, when you get closer to Colorado, you get wetter mountains. Or you can just go straight up on the divide. We have also, we have dry mountains. We have very dry mountains. We have flat top mountains. They're called plateaus. We have a whole uh, area that's just salt. It smells terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, we even have a valley called named after monuments. Because it has so many cool rocks in it. You mean dead mountains. We have a whole valley filled with goblin shaped rocks. What do goblins look like, John? Like these you can rocks. go there to find out. <laughs> or just watch Galaxy Quest. You'll see it there, too. Yeah, yeah, that's where it is. <laughs> so, uh, when do we cash that check from the Utah uh, uh, tourist? Uh... 
I still think Colorado we, needs we, to pay us. Look, we did we cashed the check, but we had to use it to pay for the litigation fees for the Colorado Board of Tourism. No, that's the that's protected against the First Amendment. And the Colorado Board of yeah, Tourism. Yeah, it turns out that they're allowed to sue us for slander. We said Did they we say were, anything like not true. We said they were better than Kansas. And if Ohio. anyone, Kansas should be upset because <laughs> they don't even have wet mountains. So now let's uh, talk about where we're <laughs> going to get the money to say to uh, pay Did, for the litigation fees from Kansas. Did we say anything that is factually incorrect? It can't be slander if it's. It turns out it still can be. Our intent is not to. Fine. In our opinion, <laughs> it just has to have. <laughs> A significant impact on you financially, in our opinion, allegedly. Why does Kansas need tourists? Don't they have corn? Corn subsidies. Yeah, corn and corn subsidies. They used to get a lot of tourism from that whole um, Wizard of Oz thing. All the important things in that movie happened not in Kansas. Yeah, people figured that out. It's a specific point plot point of that movie. Like in, in Little Shop of Horrors. When uh, Audrey's singing about going someplace that's green, she's not talking about Kansas. Or, like, anywhere in the Midwest. I don't know where she wants to live in the suburbs. Somewhere that's green. Somewhere that's green. I bet she's, look. Oh, no. Um, She's thinking New Jersey. (laughs) Because part of the theme about her is that she doesn't actually, like, know what the world is like outside of her own terrible... um, part of the world skid row new york skid row new york so she yeah she's thinking about like a new jersey suburbs <laughs> couldn't she just go north to martha's vineyard or something is that that's pretty green right that's too rich for her though yeah i mean audrey can do whatever she wants she wants she wants picket fence money not plantation money yeah, yeah. i don't know what's actually in mart i know martha's vineyard is like for writ like Old money, rich people. Okay, so you know Jaws? Yes. It was filmed in Martha's Vineyard. Okay. I'll have to remember, like, rewatch that. Yeah, so it is, like, old money. This is the old pretentious money. You're like Roosevelt's, basically. Yeah. Or, and... or rich new money. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Carnegie. That's that's his name. Or Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, be, uh, back to what? But what more uh, geographic regions can we insult today? <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of did Ohio. Everyone's trying to leave. O- How many astronauts came from Ohio? See, <laughs> I don't think know. about it. Um, the history of Ohio is people wanting to leave Ohio so bad that they'll go to space to do it. You had the Wright brothers. <laughs> they literally invented a way to stay off the ground in Ohio. <laughs> It's pretty good. Keep going. Well, there's like 20-something astronauts from Ohio. The only thing to do in Ohio is to figure out how to get out of Ohio? Basically. I think it's 24, if I remember. 23. Yeah. But that does get you like John Glenn, Neil Armstrong, Jim Lovell. Uh, They hated Ohio so much they had to go to the moon. (laughs) They went to the moon and found out, oh, this is about as far from Ohio as I can get. Mm -hmm. And then they had to go back. The trauma. No. I am out of date. Oh, 25? 25 There's two more. (laughs) I mean, just saying. So if Audrey 2 had landed in Ohio. She would have gotten out. She would have just left. She would have been like, I'm out. This planet, no. Ohio is safe from evil plants. She'd go to Florida instead. Yeah, but she'd have so much competition. Oh, yeah. She'd be eaten by a, like a anaconda or something. Yeah, but it would be also a, be easy a Burmese python for like people to just assume that people went missing because of crocodiles. Oh, that's true. Like, so maybe Florida random is the best. mangled corpse shows up. Florida alligator. man, Florida man wouldn't need to be pushed to feed Audrey toward <laughs> a body. Florida man would just take it. He'd be like, Florida man would just throw Audrey two through a drive-up window after they didn't <laughs> give him the fried fries. <laughs> Uh, I'm just thinking about this too. Is Florida man wouldn't even want anything else out of Audrey Two other than the body disposal. Like as soon as that idea came in, sold. Mm-hmm. I'm th- I'm thinking of the mob now. Like Chicago's gonna love Audrey Two. New York, obviously. New Jersey. Certain parts of Vegas. Like all of Vegas. I mean, we went through the mob museum. <laughs> yeah, but not every casino was a. Uh, Only the majority of them was mob controlled. <laughs> 
No, I'm pretty just sure. saying there's a there's a, there would have been a lot of better options for Audrey, and better than Skid Row. Better than Skid Row. I think Audrey was banking a little bit too much on Seymour. But then finally pushed Seymour too far. And he got a lucky electrical uh, current to take out the plant. Mm -hmm. And the plant exploded. Turns out that like many villains, Audrey too was weak to explosions. (laughs) That's something to always remember. If you're not sure how to kill something explosions or stab it in the heart that works on a lot of things yeah vampires especially where do you find the heart on a plant though in Uh, the artichoke it's true but this one was like an avocado so it still has an artichoke you just got to find it Mm. but it's an alien plant does it have like what how where do you get the halfway point between an artichoke and a squiggly spooch squiggly spooch is an independent organ uh convergent evolution and whatnot yeah, involved in many things. Uh. <laughs> All right, do we have anything else to say about this movie? It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've always liked this movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's enjoyable. All the songs mm. want to get you to like sing along. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the choreography is effective. Mm-hmm. Having the uh, the three the three girls just fade into the alley after oh, the yeah. old supper time. Or just like even at the beginning at Skid Row, remember the uh, Greek chorus and the uh, urchins mm. are the same characters. So the three mm. girls went off stage left and then had to change their clothes and get onto stage right in the middle of that zoom in mm-hmm. on the alley. I mean, did you realize that, Eric? I did not. You did not realize that's what I'm was assuming happening? it was a cut. There was no cut. That is a single shot. Mm. Because I know, like, that's the, how they do it in the movie or in the play, too. Mm-hmm. So they must have, like, some quick change. Yeah. Uh, like, they have a lot of bundles on. So I think they have the dress on underneath. Mm-hmm. But they still got to, like, change the hair up a bit. Mm-hmm. So I did not notice that. Maybe I'll have to go back and actually see. Yeah. So you're happy about uh, yeah. Little Shop of Horse? I'm, I did not hate it. I'm, like, I'm not sad I missed it going uh, to reiterate uh i'm not sad i missed it but um, you you just feel like you wouldn't have appreciated it as much when you were younger as you do now or i probably would have appreciated it more if i if i saw it when i was when i was in high school like if i saw it as like a 12 year old no high school probably um i took a film class in high school and i um, I saw Singing in the Rain for the first time. And I actually like, I really like Singing in the Rain. Before that, it's like I'd never seen any musicals, uh, excluding Disney musicals, because it's a little bit different. But like actual full-blown musical productions. So, you know, just musicals by the same guy who did Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Basically. But I wouldn't... <laughs> did you verify it, Richard, or are you just part of the misinformation? Oh, no, I did. Okay. It is Alan Menken, so he's responsible for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> like, you know his music. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, but you know who keeps us from having to feed people to plants? The police? The patrons. Oh. Not prevents us. Yeah. Oh. Helps us resist the urge. Sorry, Sting. Yeah, we don't... <laughs> Thanks to the patrons, we have working equipment, right? Mm-hmm. And and no evil plans to have to feed. Like, if we didn't have patrons, how long before we started feeding plants? I've got something in the back right now. Just give the word, John. We don't need... You don't have to tell us about Raid Shadow Legends. But they... Well, they didn't sponsor us. But... <laughs> <laughs> we will never sell our souls to Raid Shadow Legends. Richard could... Richard could. Look, I actually played it for a bit. Still not selling my soul to him. It done got uninstalled. But you're a redhead, Richard. It's like you're winning twice. That's the thing, though, is they started putting in, like, laws in place about redheads selling souls. Oh, to prevent it from happening. Because that whole, like, ha-ha, gotcha, I don't have a soul. And then they get all upset about this whole bargain thing. And feel that they got unfair value. It's called fraud. 
Not if they sign a contract. And but, they agree to it. But anyways, thank you, patrons. <laughs> Actually, it would be. And, uh, mm. but if you liked the episode, leave a like on Facebook and leave a comment. Which state do you think Audrey 2 would succeed best at? And also, Colorado, Kansas with wet mountains. Is it a good phrase or not? <laughs> or, in, well... I keep saying in 280 characters or less, but I'm pretty sure they took off the tweet limit. So in a certain number of characters, uh, let us know on X, formerly known as Twitter. The platform formerly known as Twitter. The platform formerly known as Twitter. Let us know. um, Same question. Which state would Audrey 2 have uh, succeeded most in? And yeah, let's... You got any other great... Uh, slogans for the states i mean iowa at least we're not ohio normally this is when i would have my essay thing uh but you can just send us an email to plots podcast at gmail.com let us know who you think would be evil would be sad sack enough but still evil enough to get eaten by audrey in the uh in the remake now so there's one guy and i can't think of his name sure sure like, I think it's David something. David Schwimmer. Jesse Eisenberg. Not Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, man. I just. What did he play in? I can't even say. It's very descriptive. Here, John, if he I do a quick bodies, search bodies. here for David something. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay, let's he see that one. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I, I, like, I'm probably even wrong about his name. David is a character in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. All right. Is it that guy? It's that guy. All right. Yeah, the, the listeners don't know. They'll probably have to cut down the salon. <laughs> How about Nick Cage, guys? <laughs> No, Nick Cage would play the the, or the plant and, and Mushnik and the dentist like an oops all cage. Um, I think that's crazy. Little shop to of horse. Just every uh, character but Audrey one. Uh, so there is a David in his name. Okay, it's Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. I still want to go back to a pretty cagey, uh, a pretty cagey little shop of horrors. <laughs> I think it'd do well. As well as like a full year of Cage. Like if we did a whole year just covering Cage Guys, movies. stop. What? It'll never happen. Yeah, I guess that'd be too much Cage. Or not enough. 